This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. So you can save money on dinner and put it towards holiday shopping. Get 65% off plus free shipping with code MLM65 at hellofresh.com slash MLM65. If I say publisher's clearinghouse, chances are that you'll imagine those giant checks for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. And if you're a little bit older, then maybe you remember Ed McMahon, a celebrity host being the one to show up with said check. It's pretty much anyone's fantasy, right? Like out of nowhere, you wake up one morning to a knock at your door and after dragging yourself out of bed, you find a camera crew waiting to tell you that you'll never have to work again. The prize patrol has finally arrived. And for the rest of your life, you get an allowance of $1,000 every single day. Now, the odds might be slim, but it's possible. Maybe you'd rather have a lump sum, which of course after taxes would be about $4 million. Either way, your chances of winning are about one in 30 million, proving what an absolute miracle this would be to someone's life. And everyone knows these advertisements, the idea that it could be you that commercials portray. The people winning are just average everyday John and Jane Doe's, right? If they can win, so could you. In fact, the ads have become such a classic that they're a cultural reference by this point. Former Obama chief of staff, Rahm Emanuel, compared the stimulus bills to them stating that rejecting the checks is like, quote, denying ourselves an Ed McMahon moment, the grateful sequel of publisher's clearinghouse pleasure that would greet an envelope arriving from Obama. But no one, and I mean pretty much no one, has ever gotten an Ed McMahon publisher's clearinghouse moment. Ed never actually worked for PCH in the first place. Instead, he was a spokesman for American Family Publishers, a similar sweepstakes company. But he wasn't appearing in the commercials holding a giant check. I know some of you listening are going to insist that he absolutely was and that you have memories of this, but Ed and PCH is a lot like the Berenstein versus Berenstain bears confusion. It's a product of the Mandela effect. PCH has even accused American family publishers of copying them and being set up as direct competition. They were always a Me Too company, Todd Sloan, the inventor of PCH's prize patrol claims. Anything PCH did, AFP copied, especially when it came to TV commercials that ran in the 1980s. So it's no wonder people mix them up. Plus, it's not as if anyone from PCH was about to correct them. Who doesn't want their audience to believe that Ed McMahon is on their side? Well, so maybe Ed was never going to show up at your door with a giant check, but there are still giant checks out there, right? Well. Yes, there are. PCH isn't a total and complete scam, but they're not really all that squeaky clean either. You have won $125,000 in the Publishers Clearinghouse giveaway. You go right ahead and shed those tears. American Family. $10 million, only from American Family. Three grand prizes, folks. You may already be the winner of $1 million, $2 million, even $10 million. I will personally start awarding these giant prizes 
Hello and welcome to Multilevel Mondays. I'm the Illuminati and today we're talking about Publishers Clearinghouse. Now, right off the bat, they sound like a too good to be true type of business. This isn't necessarily the case as they actually do have winners, but there's a lot more to PCH than meets the eye. Like, you know, how they earn money. After all, they claim that there's really no purchase necessary to win their prizes. So where do their millions and millions of dollars in prizes come from? Well, PCH claims that they earn it from varied merchandise, magazine offers, and advertising on their online properties. AZ Central is a bit more specific and claims that they sell jewelry, timeshare vacations, and houseware in addition to their online sites. Although there is no purchase necessary to win PCH's prizes, you're going to have a lot of random junk shoved down your throat just to enter. After clicking win it beneath a picture of Steve Harvey on their website, you'll be told to subscribe to them in order to receive chances at winning daily prizes. Then after endlessly scrolling through random ads for butterfly steaks, microwave candy, tire pressure gauges, bamboo cutting boards, whisks, knives, dusting gloves, and a whole slew of other home shopping network-esque bullshit, that's when you are finally entered into the sweepstakes. Maybe, kind of, it's not that clear to be honest. Now, once you essentially sell all your data to the highest bidder, and I mean, <clears throat> sorry, once you enter to win, I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, a little bit of foreshadowing for you today. They're then encouraging you to play games, lottery and surveys on the PCH's home site. But hey, technically they were correct. You didn't have to make any purchases to win. You just had to wade through a slew of very questionable looking buttons while hopefully remembering to uncheck every box in sight so as not to ruin your email inbox forever. This isn't all that different from PCH's early days. It actually seems like a natural progression. See, back in 1953, Harold Mertz popularized sweepstakes. At the time, magazine publishers tried to sell subscriptions door to door, which as Mertz noted, was a pretty inefficient way to do things. Instead, he mailed potential customers a brochure and they'd send in a reply form telling him which subscriptions they wanted to purchase. Thus, Publishers Clearinghouse was born. In 1967, they offered sweepstakes prizes telling contestants to fill out a contact card and get a chance to win anywhere from $1 to $5,000 cash. And that seems easy and legitimate, right? Just fill out the contact card, the same way you do online. But even in those early days, PCH's promises and language raised some red flags. See, before they even mailed the cards, they knew what number would be the grand prize. It had already been selected. A winner was already chosen. Therefore, putting you may already be a winner on their taglines and marketing was legal. Because technically it's true. You could have already been a winner according to their predetermined numbers. Were you likely to be? No, not so much. Plus, they didn't even have to pay out the grand prize if no one ever returned the winning numbers. So sure, the statement, you may already be a winner sounds promising, but the statement, no one might win this prize was also just as true and perhaps a little bit more accurate too. Let's be real here for a minute. People were more captivated by the idea of winning cash than they were by magazines. And no, I'm not saying that your grandpa, Doris, you know, whoever the hell didn't love sipping on some tea while reading Better Homes and Gardens, but come on. When you look at their advertisements, maybe, you know, they just imagined, you know, themselves holding shares in an oil well or driving around in a Cadillac instead. The prizes just kept getting bigger and bigger with time too. 
America Family Publishers, that PCH clone, arrived on the scene in the 1970s and 80s and began stepping up to offer hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes. PCH had to do the same thing to keep up, offering more cars, boats, planes, and even a thoroughbred racehorse at one point. Soon enough, PCH carried over 200 magazines and received about 8 million subscription requests per year in 1991. Eight years later in 1999, they started taking online registrations. It might be a bit of a stretch to compare magazine ads to the tokens and games that we see on PCH's site today, but the concept is similar enough. You don't have to purchase anything to win, but the company is still going to ask for personal information and push random, unnecessary products. While this has ultimately worked out pretty well for PCH, they've hit a lot of snags along the way with this business model too. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In addition to subscriptions rolling in, lawsuits started rolling in too. PCH promised that no subscription to their magazine was needed to win their sweepstakes, right? Well, their workers apparently didn't get that message and threw away entries from several thousand individuals that weren't subscribed to their magazines. The Victoria Advocate wrote in 1992 that the company denied it was intentional and blamed an independent mail processing contractor. Personally, I'm not too sure that I believe this. By the sounds of things, only people that weren't subscribed to their magazines had their forms tossed. One hell of a coincidence if the contractor only processed these forms, if everyone was supposed to be grouped in together. Maybe I'm just far too jaded or, you know, a bit pessimistic and always assuming the worst. And of course I could absolutely be wrong, but it does sound really convenient for them. Now, as part of a settlement to resolve this issue, everyone who entered had to be entered into a new drawing. And unfortunately for PCH, This wasn't the only controversy they found themselves in around this time, as more lawsuits began rolling in almost as quickly as their subscriptions. Mr. Vollmer filed a class action lawsuit claiming that even if PCH said you didn't need to buy anything to win, they heavily implied otherwise. Apparently, Vollmer also sued AFP at the same time for these claims, but a court later severed the claims as they are two separate companies that were often confused. And he wasn't alone by any means, as about 26 state courts had similar lawsuits pending against PCH. They ultimately settled for about $30 million without admitting to any wrongdoing. Their supposed copycat was also sued for deceptive language, as their slogan wasn't, you may have already won, but a far more definitive quote, you're our newest winner statement. Obviously, this was not the case for people who didn't win, and AFP's statements were misleading at best and downright lies at worst. While it sounds like a stupid marketing ploy that no one would really believe, there were those that fell for it too. 
An 88-year-old man named Richard Lusk apparently flew all the way to Tampa twice trying to claim his $11 million prize from AFP. A company spokesperson said that they removed him from mailing lists and reimbursed him his travel costs. But the fact that they did this after the second trip he made to Tampa and they didn't think about rewording their marketing material is mind boggling to me. Now, AFP settled for 1.25 million and went bankrupt as a result. But I know, what does this have to do with PCH, right? Well, they made the exact same mistake. Remember how I said these two companies copy each other left and right? Well, apparently PCH thought it was a great idea to use the slogan, you are a winner in their campaigns. Now I could be wrong here as to who used it first, but apparently when one of these sweepstakes giants takes things too far for the sake of profit, the other is more than willing to get in the mud right with them. And seriously, someone asked PCH the classic question, just because AFP dove off a bridge, would you do it? Or whatever it is, jumped off a cliff, would you do it? And I bet their answer would be, I'd jump even faster. Now, I say that they would do that because they even started to use mock personalized checks. Now, maybe you've seen this as a scam before and wondered how the hell it's legal, like really it shouldn't be. But if any company is legitimate and honest, why would they feel the need to send these? It makes it extremely difficult for me to think of PCH as a real company with a few errors and starts launching them into the, a scammy company that tows the line enough to not get caught waters. Like, yeah, lotteries are technically not scams and PCH may not be either, but it really does feel like they're only getting off on that technicality. Although PCH agreed they'd raise their standards, people were pretty irritated with these sweepstakes by this point in time. Elderly people were flying on planes to claim prize money. Some believe they just needed to buy some overpriced microwave to increase their chances of winning and fake mail checks clogged up mailboxes. Actually, thanks to these clowns, the Deceptive Mail Prevention and Enforcement Act, also known as the sweepstakes law, was passed. In essence, it means that you've got to disclose terms and conditions, include estimated odds of winning, and include the name of the sponsor in your promotional material. You know, transparency. But PCH has continued to figuratively and kind of literally push that envelope. For the past decade, they've continued to make these deceptive ads in one way or another. Back in 2010, Colorado received a $3.5 million settlement after seeing no noticeable change in their business model. In 2014, Consumer Reports published an article called Don't Be Misled by Publishers Clearinghouse, which discussed how PCH continues to deceive consumers about increasing their chances of winning by buying magazines, cookware, and other stuff from their website. The thing is, if PCH had actually useful products at fair prices, maybe they wouldn't have to continue to hawk them in noisy advertisements and vaguely imply that buying some cheap overpriced as seen on TV junk could win you millions. But that's just my opinion, of course. But let's set the magazines and paper trails aside for just a moment. What about online? What does PCH do there? Is it basically just an online sweepstakes or have they gone into full-blown gambling territory? Let's take a look. Now, PCH really needed to pivot and fast in the late 1990s. The New York Times released an article in 99 saying that subscriptions were taking a massive hit, not just five, 10, or even 15%, but subscriptions were down a whopping 29.2% for PCH. And things were even worse for AFP right before they went bankrupt with their subscriptions dropping about 37%. 
A lot of this had to do with the negative press Publishers Clearinghouse was getting for their deceptive practices. There's no doubt about that. But there's no denying that sweepstakes fatigue and the advent of the internet probably played a role too. They decided to get involved in a different sort of game as the years wore in, purchasing Blingo, a search engine in 2006, where each search was a chance to instantly win a prize. I've seen some mixed reviews, some saying that their vouchers didn't work, others saying that it was the easiest $50 they've ever gotten. Blingo.com, which God, what a stupid name. I'm so, I do not like saying that, Blingo, good Lord. Anyway, Blingo.com now just leads to PCH's search and win search engine, which is by far the absolute slowest search bar I've ever seen. I think I sat there for about a full minute, maybe even a minute and a half to two for the page to load before I just clicked off of it. Now, a couple of years later, and the New York Times reported that PCH was trying to get hip and appeal to young players because as the company admitted, it was known for being something that the older generation played. So they started posting Twitter updates, trying to make their website more appealing and making iPhone apps too. When you look at brands that have reinvented themselves, said Stephen Britta, senior director for internet marketing for the company, they've been successful at reorienting themselves towards something people don't expect. People wouldn't expect PCH to have an association with Twitter, but we hope when they do, they'll scratch their head and say, hey, that's pretty cool. And let's just be honest here. No one is looking at a PCH tweet, scratching their head and saying, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, I don't think anyone in the world has ever done that. Like their general manager and vice president of PCH online network unironically called the younger generation whippersnappers. And I'm not kidding, that is a real thing that he told the New York Times. Here's the quote. The whippersnappers may not necessarily be all excited about $1 million, but they would maybe be excited about guest starring on The Real World or something like that. Now, I don't know any whippersnapper that wouldn't want a million dollars, let alone in a freaking recession, as this quote is from December, 2008, which by the way, doesn't even make any sense since you also had to be 18 years old to redeem their online tokens, but Whatever, apparently we're just gonna skip over that little detail. You know, I'm just whippersnappering around apparently or whatever. (laughs) Sorry, I can't take it seriously. It's been so long since I've heard the word whippersnapper and cut. I've missed that word, it's so stupid, but I've missed it. Now, knowing them, I'm sure they consider anyone under 60 to probably be a whippersnapper considering their demographic. So don't worry, I'm sure I think pretty much everyone listening, we're all whippersnappers. So congrats y'all. Now, aside from how hilariously out of touch this whole PCH online thing is, there's also a few concerning elements about it too. For one, you get a lot of people more than willing to give up their own personal information this way. Addresses, ages, names, like literally all of it. And they can sell that data, which according to subscribers, PCH does not properly disclose. Like sure, they won't sell it if you uncheck a little pre-checked box in their forms, but I'm confident in saying that people are bound to miss that from time to time. All the while, as they've mastered this online lottery slash shopping slash scratch off environment, players don't really know where their information is going. But this is also extremely common. Your data could be for sale just about anywhere. And even if we don't like this, we've also come to accept it as a grim reality. So what makes it so awful if PCH does this too? This holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, 
Mint Mobile lets you order and activate with home from eSIM, saving tons on phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. I've been using Mint Mobile long before this holiday deal, and I've just got to say, if you've been thinking about it and haven't done it yet, now is the perfect time to switch. At this point, I've been using Mint Mobile for over two years, and I have zero regrets about what I did. And if they'd be giving me three months for free, you bet your bippy I'd be taking it. So I'm telling you, get three months for free because you're gonna love yourself for it. Mint Mobile's best offer of the year is here. For a limited time, you buy any three month plan and you'll get three more months for free. And by going online only with eSIM and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings to you, which means you can spend money in other parts of your life. Now, if you need a new device, here's an interesting little deal here too. For a limited time, you can actually get six months of free service when you buy and select a device and plan. Again, for a limited time, buy any three month Mint Mobile plan and get three more months for free by going to mintmobile.com MLM. That's mintmobile.com MLM. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com MLM. The holidays can create a little bit more waste than usual. Each year, Americans throw away 25% more trash from Thanksgiving to New Year's. What if I told you there was a way to get all your holiday shopping done without feeling guilty over the waste that typically comes with it? Well, meet Blueland. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet. And this holiday season, Blueland is having the best sale of the year so you can save and shop sustainably for your friends, family, and of course, yourself. And the idea is simple. Grab one of their beautiful forever bottles, fill it with warm water, drop in a tablet and get cleaning. And those refills start at just $2.25 and you don't have to buy a new bottle every time you run out. And for products like their toilet cleaner and laundry tablets, they keep those in these cute little tins. So you just refill your tin and then just use it as you need it. And then again, just order more when you're out. Make sure to try out their clean essentials kit, which has everything you need to get started in signature scents, such as iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. Plus for a limited time, Blue Lance hand soap is getting a festive upgrade with beautiful chocolate box inspired gift sets with cozy scents like evergreen, winterberry, and peppermint. To take advantage of the best sale of the year, make sure you go to blueland.com slash MLM. You don't wanna miss out, blueland.com slash MLM. Again, blueland.com slash MLM. PCH itself might not be a downright liar scam, but there are plenty of scammers that use the publisher's clearinghouse name to take advantage of other people. And here's where the waters get a bit murky because I can't confirm that PCH is selling data to shady people. I've got no way of knowing for sure, and I don't want to assume anything. But I will say that, yeah, signs definitely point to that. A few years ago in 2019, the LA Times reported that 79-year-old Christine Heinz had been receiving nonstop calls, letters, and even faxes telling her that she'd won millions. And it all started since she entered the PCH sweepstakes. While Heinz entered the real one, it seemed like endless scammers also had her information. I suppose they think that because I'm a little old lady, I must be dumb, Heinz told the LA Times. And yes, these scammers absolutely do prey on older people. They were sued as recently as 2018 for doing so, but you don't have to be dumb to fall for a scam, just trusting, vulnerable, and at the wrong place at the wrong time. 
It's not as if these companies calling and harassing Heinz would be obvious either. They'd send in checks for $4,500 and say that she just had to send back a portion to cover legal and administrative fees. In actuality, the checks are fraudulent, but those sending them tried to cover their tracks. They'd tell Heinz that their faxes included a privacy policy and a federal gag order, meaning she couldn't discuss her prize with anyone, not even her bank. If Heinz did talk to her bank, then they likely would have warned her how common these things are and told her not to deposit it. Thankfully, she did recognize it as a scam from the beginning, but I have to wonder just how many people really thought that due to the amount of money at stake that they were actually under some imaginary, not feasible at all gag order. The calls that have been recorded from those claiming to be PCH are really brutal too. One channel called Not Financial Advice run by a man named CJ posted an entire conversation he had with these scam artists. CJ asked the scammer on the other line, whose name was Peter, if he could really trust that he'd have millions deposited into his account, four and a half million to be exact, and of course a brand new Mercedes too. All he needed to do was send over a cash transfer so that a truck bed could drop it off. Peter promised that the money would be there the following Monday, despite it being a bank holiday, so CJ pushed him a bit further. He told Peter that he had six kids to feed and the money he sent over was their grocery funds. Could Peter still ensure that the money would get there? Well, absolutely, that didn't deter him at all. So again, CJ pushed. Now that money was also from his mother's heart medication and without it, she would die. Peter promised once more that CJ had absolutely nothing to worry about. I don't need to worry about my kids eating. I should just spend that money and send it to you and they'll be fine because I'll get the money back so quickly. We all know that these scammers don't really care about your well-being. They prey on weak and vulnerable people. So why would this be a surprise? Still, there is something just so infuriating about listening to this guy who calls himself Mr. Peter say that, yeah, you're fine not buying heart medication and giving him money instead, when he knows that this guy isn't going to get millions in his bank account. These scams are so frequent that there's no shortage of stories about them. Every single time, the key to recognizing it seems to be what they want from you. After all the flowery promises about your winnings, scammers will say that you owe a prepayment of taxes, homeland security fees, a deposit, and countless other excuses. Maybe you have to pay via a wire transfer, Western Union, gift cards, MoneyGram, or whatever. And for the record, PCH doesn't email or call their winners. So if you do receive a notification in this way, you should pretty much know that automatically that's a scam. But is it really the company's fault? Like scammers will use well-known names such as Wells Fargo all the time, but does this mean that Wells Fargo is a scam too? Well, okay, I admit that's a pretty bad example. I have an entire episode about them and yeah, they're not great either. But the point is, we can't really say PCH is at fault for those that use their name. Still, I do think they should at least hold a shred of accountability when this has been happening for at least 30 years and has gone virtually unchecked. Interestingly enough, these same scams circulated in 1991, even if they seem to be less prominent at that time. The New York Times wrote that year how one company supposedly imitating PCH called a woman and said that she won $20,000. She just needed to pay $1,000 to cover tax. Their article added, many people are gullible and fall for scams like that, Mr. Sayer, PCH advertising director said, but abuses are rare. 
And for the most part, this is a clean industry. And yes, maybe abuses are rare. If only we could go back to those days. Now it really seems like it's the legitimacy that's rare. And even if I had PCH show up at my door, I'd be pretty skeptical. The company itself claims to be fighting back, writing online that they're greatly concerned about these scams and they have a comprehensive program to help with three steps, education, information sharing, and private-public partnerships. Basically, they have a little greeting on their toll-free line that says, winning is always free. And their flyers have taglines like, the best things in life are free and you never have to pay to play. They also are involved in community outreach if you contact them and they have a database where you can report scams too. While I think this is definitely a good first step, it feels like there's a lot more PCH could do that they just don't really care to do. Maybe I'm alone in this and that's okay, but if I read the tagline, the best things in life are free, I wouldn't think that equates to PCH will never charge me taxes on my money. Why can't they also state that clearly in large text on all promotional material that they won't ask for taxes or deposits if you win? Is it because it's not as catchy? Like seriously, they have all this useful information about how to avoid scams in their fraud prevention section, but if someone's looking, it might be too late. Personally, I feel like the preventative measures are kind of weak. Like it's kind of more of a, someone's going, oh, I think I got scammed. Let me just like double check. And then finding out, ah, shit, yeah, I've been scammed. It just seems like it's just not proactive enough to me. Maybe if they didn't have such deceptive and pushy advertising, like saying you might be a winner, then maybe those receiving their surveys would be a bit more practical and realistic too. Instead, phishing scams are so easy to fall for when the upbeat you've won language mimics what PCH is already pushing. They may not be directly responsible, but given how common it is that their name is used by scammers, there's a reason for that. And that's really all I'm saying here. As much joy as they may bring, giving people financial stability for the rest of their lives and all of that you know, good stuff, I feel that PCH has actually done more harm than good. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. It definitely is. But with all of that being said, that is where I'm ending today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. Thank you so much for tuning in all the way to the end. I really do appreciate your time. And again, thank you. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Mm-hmm.